This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to a Tuesday, February 1st edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Uh, I am Julian Edlow on Twitter at Julian Edlow. My co-host, Steve Buchanan, on Twitter at SBCannon24. Hmm. As I mentioned, the Unreasonable Odds podcast, which you can find on Twitter at Unreasonable Odd. If you thought it was slowing down from the divisional games, it did not. We had two wild conference championship games. We did. And now we have two weeks to talk about the Super Bowl. Um, we will have one episode of this podcast for you this week and then get back to the two episodes on Super Bowl week itself. Um, as usual, we're going to have Johnny Avello, director of DraftKings Sportsbook. And our guest will be Joe Osborne from Odd Shark to uh, break it down and give us some analysis on the game. Steve, um, yeah. I literally almost put something on Twitter when it was 21 to 3. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a gif of maybe like a Bengals fan crying and saying like, yep. live look at Steve right now. Right. I didn't because okay. I didn't want to mush the game, but I mushed the game. I've never seen like, I, I know like Patriots Falcons and stuff, but it's like, Oh, you have Brady. Um, I've never seen an in-game turnaround that I can recall, like the one we did in this game. And it's not because Joe Burrow and the Bengals scored. They were supposed to, they scored, they're supposed to score after a slow start. It's that the Chiefs drive chart went touchdown, 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 <laughs> end of half, self-inflicted. Yep. Um, punt, punt, interception, punt, yep. punt, interception. Yep. I don't know how they stopped scoring. Um, it's got to be a combination of credit to the Bengals defense, which now I'm – I like the Bengals more in the Super Bowl because of what I've seen from their defense. Like, it's just time to say you held the Raiders to teens. You held the Titans at home in teens. And you let the Chiefs score three points in the last, like, 40 minutes of that game. So it's partially that. It's partially, I don't know what Mahomes drank drank or smoked or what he did to himself at halftime, but it is the worst I've ever seen Patrick Mahomes look after an unbelievable start. All this rambling to lead us into cash it or trash it. You mm. can start with cash it, and I know where you'll start. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's okay to be early to the party, and I was I, I was very early. I might have been the first one there. I got the best parking spot in the house. Bengals, you know, I said it all week. I'm, you know, I, I feel like I'm gloating more than when I hit Robbie Ray eighty to one. I was so thrilled by what I saw in that second half, and, and you brought it up. That going for the touchdown with five seconds left, that changed everything. That absolutely changed everything. And I think it goes back to, you know, that Bills game when there were so many lead changes in the final two minutes. Hey, we can do this. We, we, we got the personnel to do this. And they couldn't get it done. And I, I can't confirm that this is the case, but I did see something that Reed wanted to go for three and Mahomes 
was like, no, we got this and we're going to go for it. So mm-hmm. Reed wanted and to take tried to, and then tried to then tried to call time out. Yep. He pulled right. Brian Hoyer. Yep. As Brian Hoyer did in Kansas City, thinking they had a timeout. That's a huge yep. mistake. Huge mistake. So that cost the Chiefs. That was the season right there. That miss by, by Tyreek Hill was ended up being the season. Now let's not take away from the adjustments the Bengals made between keeping the pressure off Joe Burrow. And he did some magician moves himself. You watch a little tape of Josh Allen, it looked like, um, of avoiding some of those sacks that, you know, 29 other quarterbacks in the league, they go down in that spot. And just the overall play by the Bengals. So um, if you were brave enough to take them on the live line, you know, congrats on the Corvette or whatnot, because obviously let that massive lead against the Chiefs, the, the odds were stacked. And we'll, we'll ask Johnny Avella about that later in the show. But I like taking them on the spread. And I even mentioned, I just straight up like the, the Bengals to win this game. They uh, they pulled off either one, whatever one you took. But cash that Bengals one, that was the, the second biggest smile I had in over the past year. Cool. Um, all right. My cash is, I, I mean, I, as I said on the podcast last week, when, uh, you know, I told, I told Dave Sherapan my two teasers and it's, you know, getting the Rams to plus three and a half, the Niners to plus nine and a half. He said, so basically you're doing what people do when they don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I said, yes, but I do know one thing that's going to happen. Both teasers are connected to the chiefs winning and they lost. And as soon as they lost, I knew that next game was going to middle to troll me even more. And I did correctly middle the NFC championship game. So the chiefs sent me from two and O on the teasers to O and one. So there's my trash. I had to start with that because it links so nicely to your cash. My cash was props in the NFC game. And, and, you know, I did not, I responsibly did not get back in and bet on the NFC game when the chiefs ruined all my sides for the day. But I did have a couple of strong props in that game, and they both came down to the wire, but they both came through. And that was Cam Akers under 63 and a half rushing yards, closed in the high 50s. They fed him again. He had 45 in the first half, and I was very nervous. He even hurt his shoulder and left and then returned. Right. Um, So that was very sweaty. And then he ends the game with 48. Perfect. Didn't get anywhere close. Um, The other one was an extreme sweat. It was, as we mentioned on the podcast, Jimmy Garoppolo under 30 and a half attempts. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo was at like 24, but then through, through, through three and out yep. to get to 27. Now he has the ball back down in the game with 27. So yep. do the math. If they throw on four downs, it's 41. Pass on first down to get to 28. Pass on second down to get to 29. Now it's third down. Jimmy G gets that sack. He throws the little pitch out, intercepted at 30. If it went to fourth down, clearly they're going to throw the ball and likely lose the game, but I lose. it hits 31. So that Jimmy G INT saved me my prop, won me my under 30 and a half uh, passing attempts. Those are my two cash hits as well as my trash hit. Um, Go ahead. You got anything to trash? Yeah, you can always count on Jimmy to throw an ENT. On INT, it it, it was a given. He didn't do it all game, and then he did it in the biggest spot. My only trash was Rams defense anytime touchdown at, at, at six to one. Oh, but the odds oh, were too, yeah. the odds were too good with Jimmy with the INT. And quite frankly, uh, they probably could have ran that back for the touchdown anyway. I thought it was like, oh, there it is, to. there it is, and then nap yeah, nap yeah, didn't do it. But you know what? It didn't matter. We we got the Bengals. We got the plus money. We got everything's great. I'm in a great spot for the for the Super Bowl. Had the Rams win the Super Bowl, already hedged with Bengals money my, money line. So I got no trash for next week for for uh, after Super Bowl. No trash at all. 
just going to be all cash. It is all cash, but um, yeah. So Rams anytime touchdown from their defense. I like to think that my Joe Burrow rookie card auctions made back my Kansas City Chiefs losings. Were you surprised that I didn't text you at the end of the Chiefs Bengals game? A little. I knew you were suffering. I didn't want I to pour it on. Believe it, but all right, go ahead, send it to the rest of the show. All right, so we got a jam-packed show coming up here. I'm going to start off with Odds Are, as always, with Johnny Avello. Get his insight on how the book did during the championship week and some looks into the Super Bowl. Then right after that, Joe Osborne from Odd Shock, one of my favorite guests coming on the show. Quick preview of the Super Bowl, some odds, some lines, some player props. Let's get to it. hear the music if you're watching on youtube you see the man we're now in a three-man box welcoming in the director of DraftKings sportsbook johnny avello for the conveniently named segment odds are with johnny avello johnny how are we doing very good guys good to see you one game to go guys we're, just, we're all the marbles right one game to go in the football season all the marbles um if you thought things were slowing down after four buzzer beating divisional round winners they did not we essentially had two game winning plays on uh sunday in the conference championship games um the niners and rams one actually did involve taking knees which none of the other five did they were all literally one at at on the final play um but still obviously down to the wire so we had the Bengals tying the largest conference championship comeback down 18 to win in overtime uh, Johnny, I have to imagine as Steve nods his head saying he knew they were going to win the whole time. If anybody didn't think that was going to wind up like 45 to 17 Chiefs, you're crazy. One of the most ridiculous in-game turnarounds um, I have ever seen. So I have to imagine that was a good result with KC being a teaser leg, a money line parlay piece. Uh, so, And also the, the over was a really popular play with both of those mm-hmm. offenses. But after the quick start, it, it wound up going under in large part thanks to that Cincy D and Patrick Mahomes looking drunk for the second half. So, Johnny, how did DK Sportsbook wind up doing on the AFC title game? Extraordinary amount of action uh, with over a couple of million tickets written on that <laughs> one game only. Wow. Uh, we, we really we had an adequate result to the game, but with the abundance of Bengal money line that showed up the day of the game, uh, Kansas City winning by three would have been ideal. I guess that's probably Steve out there touting to one side, and uh, he had some followers, I'll tell you. But <laughs> but overall, I can't complain. It worked out well. These lunatics, before Steve asks his question, these, these lunatics that have the Bengals money line and say they had it the whole way and knew it was coming through. I will say one quick um, – I always go astray here. The narrative on the game, like happy for Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is a great story. Heck of a player. The Bengals are in no way the story of, of that game. Um, their team total was 24. They scored 24 in regulation. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. The story of the game is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs scoring three points in the final 40 minutes, including overtime, whatever it was. Steve, ask your question. See, Johnny, you can tell who bet on which side by just like the disgruntledness and then the happiness that is exuding from my body, which I'm going to follow up with this question now. The in-game wager on this AFC game, what was the best number you could get on the Bengals down 21 to 3? And did the sportsbook take a lot of action on Cincy in-game, which thus they were able to pay off their house after they won? Oh, I love in-game wager and Steve, you know, it. you know, that's a time you can really get some great, great value. We had 16 to one, but you know, who really felt it? It looked like, it, you know, 
<laughs> as Julian just don't said, even lie, Steve. Don't even lie. <laughs> you know, it looked like chief domination was taking place. None of us realized that at, at, at halftime that a Mahomes impersonator was going to start the second half. I, you know, we just didn't know that. I don't. Was he playing with a like a bag over his head under his helmet that we didn't know about? He looked blind. I've, it's the worst I've, I've ever seen Mahomes play. But uh, credit his his, his, bro, his brother took over. <laughs> maybe yes, maybe he was doing a TikTok dance the entire second half. That's what was going on in the backfield with those scrambles. Um, one thing, I, one thing I will say, guys, is that I, you can't blame Mahomes and Mahomes entirely on this. The game plan sure. that the Chiefs used for the first half was brilliant, and they got away from that in the second half. Started mm-hmm. throwing screens early. I mean, just run the football. I mean, nobody's stopped, been able to stop their backs, and and uh, you know their their receivers were wide open. So they they got away from the game, uh, and maybe not taking getting that three points. You know, maybe the momentum shifted also. I, you know, football's a funny game, isn't it? Uh, just when you think you're there, you're not, and when you're don't think you're there, you are. So it, it, it happens uh, many times during the course of a season. That I felt like was almost the Chiefs being in their own head for knowing yep. how good they are. They're like, oh, we, five seconds, we got this. And yep. Sure could have used those three points. Um, but anyway, Johnny, tell us about some of the AFC futures um, on both sides here at DK Sportsbook. You said that some late money came in on Bengals' money line, but throughout the course of the season, um, I know, I mean, there had to be a ton of handle on, on KC, who's just in general, the favorite. I know Buffalo was up there some and whatnot. Um, but what were some of the larger Bengals payouts? Because I know I saw a thousand dollar free bet on DraftKings Sportsbook was used on on uh, sixty to one. I think Bengals paid out sixty thousand. Yep. Yep. Uh, there were quite a few tickets cashed on the Bengals. Now remember, both of these teams, you could have got some really great prices during the season. Chiefs weren't going particularly well, and at one time they were up around the. Uh, 16, 18 to one to win the Super Bowl. And they were, you know, eight, seven, eight to one to win the conference. The Bengals, yes, there was that 60 to one out there, but there were a lot of tickets cashed at 25 to 30 to one range. And so there were multiple five figure payouts. How about some of the props in this AFC title game? What were some of the player props betters won and lost the most on? I know Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown was a very popular one, but what were some of the ones that won and lost people money? Uh, Joe Burrow over one and a half TD passes, uh, Mixon over 58 and a half rushing yards. They yeah. were popular. Oh, and then Evan never missed McPherson over, <laughs> over one and a half field goals. Um, the ones that didn't get there for the betters were Jamar Chase receiving yards. That just fell a bit short. And Mahomes over to passing yards, which is around the 300 range. But what they did play – uh, was Mahomes, there was an alternative line, Mahomes over 250-plus yards, and that one did get bet. All right, let's move over to the NFC side of things really quick. Another historic comeback, uh, a double-digit fourth-quarter comeback in the NFC title game. Another Shanahan collapse. Um, I think we're at, if you go Rams-Niners uh, NFC title game, Niners-Chiefs Super Bowl, and then Falcons Patriots Super Bowl, in which he was the offensive coordinator. I think the fourth quarter scores of those games and overtime yep. is 53 to nothing, I saw on Twitter. Um, so I'm going to steal that number and run with it. So this one a little different, though. Three and a half number pretty much all week. So Rams money line betters and futures betters, you, you get there with the win, but the Niners spread betters got to the window 
on the three and a half. Um, if, if you teased either side in this game, you won, like I did. Teasing Kansas City with both sides, creating the perfect window that hit, and then Kansas City blowing the game. It's too bad. Um, so I'll continue to be bitter about this all podcast. Total <laughs> also bet down uh, a couple of points throughout the week um, and easily stayed under. So what was the result for the book on the NFC title game? Well, it was another outrageous handle. And the three-point win for the Rams was uh, a be- actually a better result for us the first game. Now, we yeah. did not – you know, we kind of held to the three-and-a-half. We did move the money a little bit. We were three and a half flat minus a dime. And then we're at three and a half even sometimes. We did go to three once, but uh, just for a short period of time. There was quite a bit of over money in parlays, although we saw the, the number come down on the total. But, you know, they, they did hook up these parlays in, in uh, same game parlays and other forms of parlays. And so the total ended up uh, really doing well for us also. Just a quick follow-up on that, too. Do you notice, and you might not have an answer to this, do you notice that, like, when a favorite like the Chiefs lose, a flurry of bets come in for maybe, you know, another favorite in the next game in these playoffs because people are trying to, you know, you know, like Julian are very bitter, so now they're trying to, you know, get back on course. you notice anything like that in these playoffs? Before Johnny even answers, I'm going to say I, we preach responsible gambling on the Unreasonable Odds podcast. I did not bet the NFC title game after my <laughs> teaser that would my double teasers that would have won. I windowed the NFC perfectly. I just sat back. I won my props on the game, which I was happy about. No chasing from me. OK, so I'll get, the answer to that is no. <laughs> Beautiful. The that, see, the betters are listening to me. That's what well, we like Steve, to hear. Hey, Steve, there's such a flurry of money coming in on, on the. Sure. Just before the game starts, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some betters that didn't like the outcome, but they already had in their mind what they were going to play for the second game. Right. I don't know if that if that result from the first game changed their opinion. And then I uh, just saw the normal question here about uh, in-game betting for this one. Did anyone wind up playing some Rams at all? So good plus money in the fourth quarter there. Oh, yeah, they did. Plenty of them did. Uh, they, they did. They got 260 was the number. Um, yeah. Wow. And- that's not a really huge price, but you just felt they were going to, you know, not go down in this game without a fight. And, you know, the 49ers are just notorious for keeping games close. So yep. uh, there were plenty of 260 takers. You could have much more interested me in a plus 260 Rams ticket than a 16 to 1 Bengals ticket, even with uh, whatever that is, like a little less than eight times the payout. And uh, look what happened. Um, all right, going to the uh, going to the player props in the NFC title game. Some really interesting ones actually down to the wire. I know Cam Akers under rushing yards was one that both Steve and I were on. It was in the low 60s, came down to the high 50s. Um, he had 45, I think it was at halftime, and he yes. shut down the second <laughs> half, stayed under that, was, and he got hurt in game, came back and kept going. That was right. a whew, Sweaty one right there. Um, personally, I, I wrote up in my article, Jimmy Garoppolo under 30 and a half passing attempts on that fourth down. He would have thrown his 31st pass and gone over if he didn't get intercepted and land on 30 and wind up catching the under. And then, of course, Jimmy G interception was a popular prop that came through on that flick as he was being sacked. So a lot of results on Jimmy Garoppolo props, um, you know, action decided by that last last play. Which props in this game uh, won and lost betters the most money? Uh, we mentioned a few of the losers. Matt, Matthew Stafford passing for 330 yards. 
and then over uh, two and a half rushing yards. Mm-hmm. They were they were cashers, good cashers. Uh, Jimmy G over uh, one and a half passing TDs. Um, Beckham over 54 and a half receiving yards and Beckham over four and a half receptions. Um, and then Cup and Debo both to score an anytime TD. That also put cash into betters' pockets. There's not a whole lot of negatives in this game. There were some of those you mentioned and a few, uh, you know, outliers there. But for the most part, this was a, a good cashing game for props for the public. The Rams obviously loaded up on talent, which led to a lot of futures tickets on them. That's when I jumped on it. I don't care if it was a square play or not. It's there. Uh, while the Niners, while that two and four took some action as a serious long shot to win the NFC. And they quite frankly, nearly got there. What was the result for the sports book on the NFC futures? We won a few bucks on the Rams, but we would have certainly done much better with the Niners. Um, you know, the Rams are not a good team for us heading into the Super Bowl. Uh, they weren't a good team to win the division. They were bet. So there was money on them, uh, you know, in, in all the various facets that we, that we put up. Uh, but this one, we escaped a little bit, at least this, we didn't get pounded on this one. So, um, you know, now we got a hazard with them in for the Super Bowl, but that's okay. I mean, the right we're going to have on this I, overall probably get lost in the wash. All right. So, Let's move on to the Super Bowl now, finally. I think we saw this open four and a half move to four. As we record this, we are back at four and a half on DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, where has where has the early money, just spread betting-wise, been going on the Super Bowl? Still 12 days away as we record. Yeah, it's really early, so it's hard. You know, I can give you a gauge of where we're at now, but certainly not even a fraction of the money in yet. Uh, the side, The money on the side is very close to split. Uh, but the number of total bets on the, on the side is approximately two-thirds Bengals, a third Rams. So, obviously, the bigger money has been on the Rams. Yep. Um, the Bengals are the choice on the money line, taking roughly about 70% of the money line wagers. That's That shouldn't be surprising because that's the way this game's going to get bet. Uh, Bengals are going to be played on the money line. And the total right now, uh, we're seeing slightly more on the over in uh, – I would think that's going to continue. Yeah, well, you know, the the open uh, the excuse me, the uh, total on this opened up at 50, uh, quickly dropped to 48. I think it's safe to say that there's been a significant amount of money uh, going on the under uh, thus far. Yeah, like I said, slightly more money on the over. I would presume that that trend will continue because just, you know, being involved in so many Super Bowls, that's normally the way they get bet. I mean, when you look at it, Steve, who wants to bet on under in the Super Bowl, right? Not too many. I not have a lot of interest there. Usually, there's a, there's a guy for us, but that's also about to bet the Chiefs. You you yeah, exactly. I was gonna say this. This guy took the Chiefs. You can't trust this guy. I mean, <laughs> I've never. I've honestly never been. Like we talk about mush plays, I've never been so sure. I didn't even have the seven. I just needed them to win. I've, I've, I can't remember a time I've been so sure that 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 leg was going to cash and it didn't. Should have listened. Um, un, unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna remain shocked all all podcast because this is what we have to talk about now. Good. Um, however, DraftKings Sportsbook, very good job. Like Super Bowl props up Sunday night, two weeks before a full two week cycle before kickoff um is pretty nuts so super bowl mvp is one of the ones i want to talk about 
Matt Stafford, you had to lay a little juice on now sitting there at even money on DraftKings Sportsbook. But two guys, I think personally are value. So I'm curious, maybe the handle on them and just the handle overall. Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow is plus 225. The Bengals money line is plus 160. I know this is always a cute one. Like Tom Brady didn't win a couple Super Bowl MVPs. But I have a re- like Chase is going to need another one of those like 200 yard three touchdown yeah. games for it not to be Burrow. I-, I think there's some value given the distance between Burrow and the Bengals. If that's the side you're going to be on, then Cooper Cup, I think he was plus 650. He's down to plus 600. This guy's going to finish what third in NFL MVP voting. And he can't go out and get 10 for a buck 50 couple touchdowns and win it in this game. Um, I, are the two guys I'm looking at guys that have gotten some handle or is it going elsewhere? Well, first of all, you mentioned the props being up on Sunday night. And I just can't say enough about our team that, you know, mm-hmm. constantly puts stuff up early. It takes it takes most books four days, four to a week four days to a week to get this stuff up. And our guys got it up on a Sunday night. It's incredible. It's, I have, a, it's a great I have gotten, uh I've gotten messages, Johnny, from multiple people that I would consider like professional sports bettors that were amazed when the DK Sportsbook props for the Super Bowl came up. Player props. I've all gotten messages about thanking them, thanking me for the Bengals. So, I mean, we're getting a lot of messages. Yep. We're two different, <laughs> two different, uh, two different stories. <laughs> Well, yeah, back back to this uh, MVP stuff. You know, uh, Julian, you mentioned this two and a quarter with Burrow. That is getting played a little. And, you know, if you really feel that the Bengals will win, there's a good chance Burrow will be the winner. Now, Jamar Chase is getting a little action, too, at 18 to 1. Um, so maybe it's not – if you think the Bengals are going to win, maybe not a bad idea to take a flyer on him, too, right, at that price. Uh, and you mentioned Cooper Cup. He's the other guy that's taken uh, you know, some money. He is six to one after opening up a little higher. Um, you know, Stafford is a short price. You know, he's even money. He actually yeah. was minus 110. Now he's even. So they're, they're not really piling on him at this point. Uh, but usually that's the correlation is the QB gets there. But, hey, you know, we this has been a strange era, strange playoff season. So why would anything change now? <laughs> Exactly. All right, to wrap things up, Super Bowl specials, a lot of individual player props are out already on the sportsbook. As we mentioned here, there's going to be plenty more to come to. I'm sure anything you can think of probably already being construed over with the sportsbook. But have any player props specifically taken much action this far away from the game? Uh, a couple. You know, there's a, a few that are getting better early. Now, of course, I you know, told you we're just a fraction of money in, but Stafford over 279 and a half yards uh, and Stafford over one and a half passing TDs. And then the first touchdown score, you know, we always know that's Mm. popular on our network Uh, mixing at seven to one and uh, chase at eight to one. So a couple of early props getting some play. All right, there we go. That is everything AFC and NFC title game was that is an early, early look at the Super Bowl, um, and we will have Johnny back next week on Super Bowl week um, when presumably a lot more of the money is in. Still, obviously, way more to come all the way up to kickoff, but a lot more, and we'll have a better picture of uh, where some of these Super Bowl lines and some of these Super Bowl props are going. So thank you for the time, Johnny, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Thank you, guys.
All right, thanks as always to Johnny Avello for joining the show. Now we're going to switch gears a little bit, start doing our first look at the Super Bowl. And of course, returning guest, friend of the show, Joe Osborne from Odd Shark, is joining us once again. Joe, as always, great to see your handsome face. Hey, what's going on, guys? The finish line is in sight here for the NFL season, right? It's been a, a long season, a great season, but uh, I'm looking forward to these next two weeks and hopefully uh, a great game. Looking forward to the next two weeks. Looking forward to a much-needed vacation after this as well. That is coming up for Julian and I, so we're looking forward to that as well. Um, let's just get right into it here. As we record this Tuesday afternoon, the current lines right now, we have, of course, the, um, the, the Rams are the favorites in this one here. Four and a half points on the board for the Rams right now, over under a 48. This has been bet down, as we just talked about with Johnny, quickly. It's opened up at 50. It's been bet down to 40. 48. Um, Joe, early lean on this one. I saw your tweet a couple of days ago. Given Joe Burrow the hook, baby, that ain't something you want to do. But let me see uh, how you feel about this one so far. Yeah, when it opened at that three and a half, I was like, okay, my mind's made up. I like the Bengals. Now we're up to four and a half. So I really like the Bengals here at this number, four and a half. Like, like if you want to look at it logically and statistically and back it up all with stats. Yeah. The Rams are the better team. They have the, the better yeah. defense, especially, uh, you know, better defensive personnel, but you, you know, it doesn't always work out like how the stats say it will work out. If it was that easy guys, we'd all be making a lot of money uh, with, with these bets every week. Right. And, and that's obviously not the case, but you know, we've seen this pattern in the Super Bowl uh, the past decade and a half almost. Underdogs are 10 and 4 against the spread, right? Something weird happens in that game. You know, how could you have logically made sense of Nick Foles beating Tom Brady, Eli Manning beating Tom Brady those two times, right? But there is something, you know, I'm, hey, I'm 100% buying in on this Joe Burrow hype, right? There's just something about the guy. You're going to hear that a lot over the next two weeks. It's going to be <laughs> annoying. Uh, you're going to be patted over the head with it. But, hey, I'm not fading this guy as an underdog. So in his career, in games that he started and finished, so he left one game due to an injury there against Washington last year. But in those games, as an underdog, 13-4-1 against the spread, and the Bengals just fantastic as an underdog this season. As a dog of three and a half or more, they're undefeated against the spread, 5-0. and oh. Now, the Rams very well might win this game, but they have to win by five points. So uh, if you want to take them straight up, go ahead. But, yeah, I, I like the Bengals here to cover this one, you know. A big storyline is, oh, my God, good luck versus Aaron Donald and Von Miller in this pass rush. Yeah, guys, the, the Bengals' offensive line sucking is nothing new. They've stunk all season, yet they won their division, and they continue to win games and be a fantastic bet against the spread. So I looked into it a little bit. So um, the Bengals played 10 games this season versus teams that ranked in the top half of the league in QB pressure percentage. They went 8-2 and two outright in those Man. games. So their offensive line stinking is nothing new. We've seen it throughout the playoffs now. And one thing I will say about the Bengals is in these playoffs, we still haven't seen their best game yet. I think that game might be coming in the Super Bowl, right? Like they haven't, they haven't really been very impressive in the playoffs. You know, they've had impressive quarters. They had their defense had a really impressive uh, second half versus Kansas city, obviously, but we haven't seen their best game yet. So you know, when, when people are throwing out reasons to pick the Rams, they're just kind of naming names, right? They're Aaron yep. Donald and Jalen Ramsey. 
It's like, okay, well, look into it a little bit here, right? Go look. People say Jalen Ramsey, right? And they say they're receiving game. They got no chance. Go look at the top receiver on some of these teams versus the Rams. Mike Evans had a pretty damn good game against them uh, a couple of weeks ago in the divisional round, right? Debo Samuel broke a couple of big ones yep. too, right? So uh, I think there's enough there, enough ammo to make a case for the Bengals here at, at plus four and a half. I, I like them quite a bit. And just real quick on the, on that pressure point too, like that was obviously, you know, a big story coming into this one. Cause in the game prior, the Titans got to him numerous times, uh, sacked him nine times. He still completed 76% of his pass attempts for over 300 yards. And there was a couple instances this weekend, especially that ta- that missed tackle by Chris Jones, where Burrow was able to escape that pressure and still get the ball downfield. Like the Bengals were able to make some of those key adjustments. And Julian knows this very well in the second half that allowed them them to win this game so you know i'm not saying uh, this is obviously the toughest matchup that they're going to endure you know but what i saw is from it? the Bengals on sunday is really makes me confident that they're going to be able to overcome this and, and and at least cover this spread by far go ahead Julian. the chris jones the chris jones sack was like literally patriots giants helmet vibe the helmet mm-hmm. catch vibe type of play like he yeah. was he was down um a week after getting sacked nine times uh, and he, he starts getting out of those like it was it was uh, ridiculous. And yes, I did have the Chiefs tease um, in two teasers to perfectly give <laughs> myself that window and get it ruined. But that I mean, at some point, that pressure like that was my favorite. You gave a lot of great numbers on on Twitter, Joe. My my favorite one from you was the uh, the top half of the league in in pressure. The ten games against him going eight and two. Yeah, is. Insane. Like, imagine if they do, if the bank, the, they've been getting by with this O line all season. Sure. Eventually, they'll address it and they'll be even better. Yeah, it's nothing new. And one other thing I'll add about the Rams is people seem to have a, a really short memory with this team, right? When the Rams are on, you can make a case for them being the best team in the league, but uh, I don't think that they can be trusted. They almost had a meltdown of epic proportions versus Tom Brady out there in Tampa yep. Bay. Some of those turnovers, what the hell happened there? Week 18 of the regular season, they did have a meltdown versus San Francisco. You know, they blew a pretty big lead. The week before that, they barely beat Tyler Huntley out in Baltimore, right? So (laughs) I do think this team has some issues. And it could be one of these games. They very well might outplay the Bengals in this one. But, you know, Matthew Stafford, we've seen the blooper reel before. You know, maybe he's saving one for uh, the biggest stage here. So it could be a situation like that, too. I, tr- I already trust Joe Burrow as a better big game quarterback than Matt Stafford. Yeah. Like I know Stafford's got the years under his belt, but um, Joe, you know, everybody wanted to bring up that old quote from whatever it was, October um, about him saying SEC stadiums are louder than, than the NFL, but he's played in national championship games and he's played well in those, those big games. So one of the first cool. props I, I checked on, because I'm, I'm absolutely taking this is over half an interception for Matt Stafford at minus 130. Just put that in there, call it a win, and then and move on. He managed yeah. not to do it in the first two playoff games, but then yeah. did it against the Niners. But I, th- what did he have? The last four games of the regular season, he had like six or something six. like that. Is that the that number? I had to bring up the game. He was on an incredible run of them, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, he had the most pick sixes in the league during the regular season. He had four during the regular season. That is absurd when you think about that. Yeah, and a lot of this game is going to be on him. Like, if you look into the stats, the Rams aren't very good at running 
the football. Like I right. invite people to, to dig into that. So a lot of this is going to be on Matthew Stafford and he will be throwing the football a lot in this one. So yeah, even if it's not his fault, you know, it might be a tip ball at the line or something. They pick it off. I think that's a, a very good bet at close to even money. I, I sold Stafford short. It was not six in four games. It was seven in three games Ooh. to end the regular season. Wow. That is bad. And we're looking at a Bengals defense that, again, I said this with, with Johnny Avello when Johnny was on, the story of that game, as good of a feel-good story as it is for, for Joe Burrow, and, uh, you know, everybody likes Joe Burrow, essentially, at this point in time. The Bengals scored 24 points in regulation. Their team total was 20, was 24. So they did – Joe Burrow and the offense did what they were supposed to do. It's the Chiefs scoring three points over the last 35 minutes of regulation plus overtime – that is the story. And what made that story happen is who knows what Mahomes drank in the locker room because he did not look like himself coming out, but the Bengals defense is that story. And they picked him off twice in, in the second half. So I I think if you can go into Arrowhead and pick off Mahomes twice, you're probably going to find one the way you're playing for Matthew Stafford at this point. I think one of the worst things too, (laughs) for the Rams is, is acres being back. Cause I, I can't, you can't say that he's been, you know, the acres that we saw before he was injured and they continue to feed him the ball when it's, it's pretty obvious that Sony Michelle at this point in time, not long-term at this point in time, Sony Michelle is the better back, but they continue to run the ball with acres and they're just not gaining anything when he's taken the ball. Like I think last week he was averaging like 3.7 yards per carry, but that was only on 13 carries that he took, but those two games against the Niners and um, I'm forgetting who he was in the first game. He hasn't looked good and they just keep forcing him the ball. And if anything, I think it's almost like a negative for them. And I think that's a, 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 one of the reasons why they like this offense can struggle. Guys, 2.9 yards per rush attempt in the playoffs for the Rams. Now to yeah. put that in perspective, how bad that is, the Houston Texans were the worst over the course of the regular season at 3.4, not 2.9. I know it's a much smaller sample size here and, uh, you can make a case that, hey, the Bengals aren't, you know, lights out against the run by any means. But, man, 2.9 yards, that's not very good. So a lot of that is going to be on Stafford. It's going to make for, uh, if you know, if they're running on early downs, which we'll probably see them do, it's going to make for longer conversion attempts on third down. That might lend itself to a lower scoring game, too. Like, I like that number when it came out of 50, 48, maybe not so much anymore. But you combine that. Um, you know, can't be all Bengals heavy. The Bengals have been awful right. in the red zone here in the playoffs. Like I was so frustrated in that game against the Raiders. I don't, I think I might've had the over in that game and uh, they kept getting into the red zone. I think they were one for five on touchdowns in the red zone. And that's kind of continued throughout the playoffs here for them. Now that could turn around, right? That's just a small sample size and they might see some positive regression, but you know, you combine a few things like that, and I think we could be in for a, a bit of a lower scoring game. Hopefully not low scoring like the Rams in the last Super Bowl they were in against the Patriots. What was that, 13 to 10? 13 to 3. 13 oh, my three. God, yeah. yeah. Well, if I do go with the under, hey, I'll take that. I'll, I'll be happy with that as long as uh, the Bengals are the one with the 13, right? But Well, that was also with the legendary Jared Goff, you know, Rams legend in, the, in, that, in that Super Bowl. So we have to take that into account, too, as well. <laughs> Um, so I, I would I would assume that you're leaning on the under then of, of 48. Yeah, I am with, uh, you know, we, we've seen some slow starts for Cincinnati here throughout these playoffs. And um, we got to give their defense a, a little bit of credit here, too. Like 
It's all about peaking at the right time, right? Like, right. if you look at the stats throughout right the course of the regular season, you know, maybe middle of the pack, you can make a case for them. But lately, hey, they made some fantastic adjustments in that second half versus you have to give that. Everyone's, you know, saying that Kansas City beat themselves. Well, a little bit. Right. You got to give uh, the Bengals some credit for that, too. Uh, the week before that, big bad Derrick Henry comes back. Tennessee healthy for the first time all season. They scored 16 points at home and they held the Raiders under 20 in the wildcard round too. So maybe they are peaking at the right time. So yeah, that combined with uh, the issues running the ball, uh, the Rams are a pretty good defense too. You know, absolutely have to give them credit. And Cincinnati struggles in the red zone. Yeah. I would go for lean under 48 for sure. So before we go, before we go to props, I guess I'll say, so the only thing I have in on this game so far, I said to you guys before we recorded, but it's moved a little bit. I took, I teased the Bengals up to 10 and a half because I didn't think we'd see it again. It went down to four. I thought it would be 10 flat. It's back. So you can still use that teaser leg as we record on Tuesday, February 1st. Um, I did put it with under 56 and a half. Um, so I got a good number there. Now you get it up yeah. to 54. I still think teasing Bengals in the under getting that 54 number is pretty solid. Um, but Joe, you mentioned the slow starts for, uh, for the Bengals. I, Super Bowls in general are slow starts. People are nervous. Coaches are figuring it out. You have Zach Taylor, who's a former assistant of Sean McVay. So you have guys that know each other, yeah. um, who maybe know a little bit of each other's game plans. I was shocked. The first quarter total I thought was up at nine and a half. The first quarter total is seven and a half now. Seven and a half. So they know what they're doing. I don't I can't get my hands dirty there. That's you yeah. know, once a touchdown scored, you're just gonna be sweating the whole quarter. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like doing that. First half, 23 and a half. Okay. Obviously, 24 getting getting it right at half of the total would be nicer, but first half under 23 and a half feels like a pretty decent bet to me in this game for those that can stomach it. I know not many people like to bet unders in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, uh, the Rams look pretty good in Tampa Bay in that first half versus uh, right. versus the Bucs. You know, we obviously saw what they did to the Cardinals and the wild card round. So, yeah, I could see a slow start offensively. Uh, I'm going to give that number a little bit more time to breathe myself. And yeah. dig. I still have to dig into this quite a bit, right? It's only been, what, 48 hours here since uh, the, it's all been decided. But, yeah, there's a pretty good spots, a few good spots there that I think do favor the under. Not in the first quarter, though. That's not for me. <laughs> seven and a half. <laughs> a little too low for my taste. Yeah. Um, Steve, Average, anything, uh, anything on the sides totals before we go? You uh, go just r- real quick. Second half points per game. Rams at 13.9. Bengals at 13.6. They're just a couple points away from each other, too. So I think that's those second half numbers are definitely, uh, I think, ones to target. Yeah, I would agree. And you see how well the Bengals, it's, it's kind of like they need a bit of adversity, right? So maybe right. if. They had every reason to quit in that game. My God, the, everyone on Twitter just completely gave up on them, myself included, uh, with uh, having uh, the Chiefs on a teaser ticket, of course. So I wasn't happy with how that one ended. I actually, it's one of those, uh, you know, I lost my bet, but emotionally, uh, from a fandom <laughs> perspective, I was kind of happy because you guys see this Miami Dolphins helmet behind me right like i am a football fan who has no hope what like i have no emotional investment <laughs> i've had a little bit you know the dolphins have given us a little spark the past couple seasons but it's nice to see a team that's been a perennial loser you know picking in the top 10 of the draft every year breakthrough and get there so uh so maybe i'll get there someday probably not too soon but uh hopefully before all my hair falls out or something 
<laughs> well, you just need Tua. You just need Tua to become Joe Burrow. That's not a big ask or anything. Yeah. <laughs> the Dolphins didn't tank right. They yeah. could have had Joe Burrow, <laughs> yeah. but they didn't tank. They didn't tank right the first year under Brian Flores. That's why he really got fired. Yep. <laughs> so let's go. Obviously, I, the player props are tough to maybe bet mm. quite this early, but let's just touch on them before yeah. we get out of here. Um, both quarterbacks heavily juiced to throw over one and a half touchdowns. Burroughs minus 155. Stafford's minus 235. Um, Burrow yardage 276. Stafford right there, same ballpark, 279. Um, we mentioned the interception. Matt Stafford 135 on the INT. Burroughs 120. Um, we have rushing receiving props up for some of the bigger names. I'll say really yeah. quick before I hand it off to you guys. Um Great content here. I'm not even going to think of his name. Who is the Rams tight end that filled in now that Higby's hurt? Blanton. Blanton. There you go, Steve. He had a he had a random first touchdown score where yeah. everybody was like, who was betting first touchdown score? Was like, well, who the heck is this guy? Um, Blanton played really well. He did uh, coming in in relief of uh, of Higby, and I'll pull up his game log in here if I can find him. Yeah, Kendall Blanton. Caught all five of his targets for 57 yards against the Niners. Wow. It, they're they're keeping this one off the board because yeah. Higby is going to be questionable. You know, it's one of those two week injuries, and we don't we're not going to know for a while. And they're going to try and keep it secret if Higby plays or not. But um, Cincinnati, not good against uh, against the tight end position. Yeah. So this is one for me. They rank 29th against yeah. the 20, against the the tight end position. This one for me, if we get low numbers on Blanton, I bet we're going to see him bet up huge throughout the course of the week whenever they start to come out. That's that's one that I'm I'm very interested in getting an over on. Yeah, that's one that I absolutely will, will need a little bit more clarity on, but I don't think Sean McVay is going to do us any favors and give, a, give us that clarity. But no. one I like here, guys, is I, I find that Jamar Chase at 80 and a half, that's a pretty soft number. If you ask me, you know, he's never been more involved in the offense. He only had, what, 54 yards versus Kansas City the other day in the AFC Championship game. But he was targeted nine times, right. six rece- receptions. But in the weeks prior to that, you know, 109 versus Tennessee, 116 versus Las Vegas. I wouldn't really count the Week 18 game because he was. I don't think he played in the second half. But the week before that, 266, 125. You know, a lot of games, they were double-digit targets. And I know everyone's going to say, oh, Joe, Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey, acting like uh, you can't throw to that side of the field. And who knows if Jalen Ramsey's even going to be shadowing him 100% of the time. But as I discussed uh, off the top, we've seen some number one receivers have big games versus the Rams here lately. Mike Evans had a big one. Jefferson had a big one there for the Vikings. We've seen Debo have a couple good games as well. Uh, we saw AJ Green back in mid-December go off for over 100 yards versus the Rams. So I like that one. I think that's a safe number. And we know the guy is an absolute home run hitter. Would anyone be shocked if he had a 50-yard touchdown? Right. No. Like, he can get this on three catches. I don't think, you know, that will necessarily be the case. But over 80 and a half, I think he's going to get double-digit targets in that game. So I, I like that one quite a bit. 27 and a half real quick 27 and a half yards is Jamar Chase long reception prop okay um, which ties in quite nicely I like I like 
I like Beckham. He's at 64 and a half. It feels like it's maybe six yards too short. Like I'd probably play that up to 69 and a half, but 19 targets in these playoffs series, averaging 91 yards per game in those two games. Like if it's not going to Cooper cup, it's been going to Odell Beckham and he's performing, man. Like I know, like, you know, when you think of this offense, it starts and ends with Cooper cup, but like Beckham has been doing exactly what the Rams needed him to do. And it's obvious in these playoffs, Stafford trusts him with the amount of targets that he's getting. So I feel like that's a few yards off already. So I'm, I mean, I'm not crazy on betting on some of these props so early, but that's one that I would not be shocked by the time we get to game time. If that's not uh, closer to 70 than it is now. One, one for Beckham to keep an eye on. So his longest reception is set at 23 and a half. The Bengals this season, they were 30th in passing plays of 20 plus yards allowed. So that's, I was betting wow. a lot of Bengals overs in the second half with that kind of being a focus, right? Like you're going to be see big chunks of yards in short periods of time. And like I said, Beckham's getting a lot more involved in the offense. He had a 29 yard catch versus San Francisco at 31 versus uh, the Cardinals there in the wild card round. Yeah. He's just getting more involved, more comfortable in the offense. I'm not the big Beckham fan. I didn't think he was going to be that big of a difference maker. Then again, uh, Robert Woods was still healthy when he did come to the team. So he's more involved than maybe that they planned he would be, but I don't mind that over 23 and a half. Real quick, just going on the long receptions. I, I, as we said, these are early props. So I'm doing a little research on the fly here. Chase went over, I think his first six games on that long reception, but he's only gone over. Well, I say only more than half the time, but 11 of 20 games this year cooper cup also set at 27 and a half long reception cooper cup has gone over 27 and a half yards on his long reception in 16 of 20 games this season okay let's lock that in yeah we'll take that now (laughs) i know i know this one a little bit because i've been doing i do the game within the game podcast which is presented by DraftKings with with brad howe he's out of west virginia we record those i record them with him on thursdays um and he's always given me long reception props for the Thursday night football game. So when the Rams were on, he was talking about Cooper Cup. So I've been tracking it a little. He uh, he didn't get it in the NFC title game. Um, but he has, yeah, pri- prior to that, he was 16 of 19. And now he's at 16 of, of 20. Yeah, now that I'm looking at that, that's a fantastic bet against this defense, which, like I said, gives up a lot of big passing plays. So, yeah, that would absolutely be one to target. Seems like a play. And that, the juice, I don't even know if that one just moved. The juice on that one is minus 120. Um, I thought it was minus 110 when I was looking at it and it moved, but I'm, I'm not a very bright guy. So I probably just looked at it wrong. Oh, yeah, you took the tips last week. I did. We know. So now you're indirectly calling Joe dumb because he also bet the Chiefs with me. Well, see, uh, Joe wasn't on the pod with us. I was doing everything in my power to convince you to change your bet. So that is on you, Joe. You know, Joe did his own research. That's fine. Okay. (laughs) I will continue to say I have never been. I mean, we've seen comebacks. The Patriots Falcons come back. I'm trying to think of another one. I don't know if I've ever been fully like I was just at 99.9% Chiefs will win the game. There is no, like, it just, I can't remember watching a game thinking that there's no way this winds up going the other way. And like I said, it's not because the Bengals got to 24 points in regulation, 27 total, because they were going to pick it up at some point. It's that the Chiefs had 21 points uh, 25 minutes into the game and landed on 24. 
I'm never going to figure that one out. They blew it, man, at the end of the uh, first half when, what, there was five seconds left on the clock, and the, the only place where you couldn't throw the ball, they threw yep. it, right? You should have taken the three points, right? They yep. got greedy. And then I don't know if I've ever seen a, a quarterback at that level drop off so much from the, the first half yep. to the second. And that was unbelievable. Game. Him scrambling and almost taking them out of field goal position, that was yes. wild. Over the course of a season, like – guys have their moments, but like you just said, like an, a single in-game drop-off from the level Mahomes was playing to the level that he finished the game. I cannot recall anything like that. One so. other prop here, guys, really quickly, is one that uh, I have my eye on. It's the Joe Mixon receiving yards. It's at 25 and a half, and we're seeing him be a lot more involved in the, the past game as well. He's actually topped this in five straight games. Yeah. Um, he only had three targets, three catches on three targets in the last game, but previous to that, seven, five, eight, and six. So, you know, that might be one of these adjustments because the Bengals' offensive line is so awful that they're looking to get the ball out a little bit quicker, right? So I could see that one hitting too. Uh, and another one, you know, you can look at the Mixon Russian plus receiving. I think that's somewhere in the ballpark of 90. Um which he's gone over quite a bit here over the last uh, couple of games. So that's not a bad play either. And those mixing yards, I think, came in the first quarter because it looked like at least the game plan for the for the uh, Bengals was to get the ball out quick. So if you're going to get the ball out quick, who's the easiest guy to go to? Mixon. So that was – it felt like the game plan in the first quarter. And so I wouldn't be surprised if, like, what you just mentioned is what's happening in the first quarter of this game too as well. So I, that's a good call out too. I, I do like that number a lot. All right. Any other, I mean, I know a lot of time, but any other thoughts on the game guys, any other bets we're liking? I'm going to go with heads on the coin toss. Everyone everyone says tails never fails. I know there's been a lot of discussion about the coin toss this year, the past couple of weeks in the NFL, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go with heads. I'm pretty confident in that one. It will be my, my largest wager on the Super Bowl this year. So um, heads it is. The only time you can, you have a 50-50 shot. It's the only time you get a legit 50-50 shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's it's funny how uh, people with the overtime had the with since or Kansas City had they you know they won that coin toss if they went down and scored a touchdown I guarantee that rule would have been changed in the offseason for the NFL overtime but thankfully uh, Cincinnati was able to stop them. By the way, yes to overtime plus nine fifty. Okay. Well, if you look at these games that uh, yeah. Cincinnati's playing and going right down to the wire, even That's when you saying. go back yep. to week 17 versus Kansas City, right? They are going right down to the wire quite a bit, and that's kind of been the case for the Rams, at least in their, their three of their last four games, right? So, yeah, that's not a bad, uh, right? bad long shot to target. <laughs> right. All right, fair enough. That is a uh, that is a early look at the uh, Cincinnati Bengals Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl out in uh, L.A. Um, crazy. We never seen. Didn't mention this. We go all these years without a uh, home field Super Bowl, and then just like that, two years in a row, we got a team playing at home. Um, but I did see some odds makers say they are assigning between zero and a half a point home field advantage to the Rams. Yeah. Literally meaningless. It's not um, much of a home field advantage as it is. And then you factor in that it's, you know, it's a two weeks between games. Cincinnati, people, Cincinnati already canceled school for February 14th. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Those people that uh-huh. have been, you know, tortured over the years and got a Super Bowl in uh, 1988 when I was one year old 
those people are flying out and going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is not, you know, Patriots every, hey, are you going this yeah. year? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if I have the money right now. People are going <laughs> to this game from Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, people make too much of a, a big deal out of home field advantage these days. You know, they're not hopping on a Greyhound bus and sleeping two to a bed at, you know, some dump motel. You know what I mean? These guys are traveling in style. They right. have the best of all the amenities at their disposal, right? Maybe even better than some of them are living at home, right? Some of these young guys. So, uh, yeah, I, I put no stocking any type of home field advantage for the Rams here. No, I think the only thing you can do is like in season, try and maybe look at a spot like, oh, you're going here, here, and then here. And you're getting in on Saturday night to the West Coast for a Sunday morning game or whatever. Yeah. This isn't that. You're going out days in advance, practicing there, sleeping at the five-star hotel. Like, I, I'm confident to say there is no home field uh, in this game. And yeah. I think there's going to be a big-time Bengals crowd there. Um. All right, so there's some early leans from us here on the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Um, thank you to Joe Osborne from Odd Shark for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at JTFOZ. Um, Joe, anything you got going on at Odd Shark you want to tell the people about? Uh, just full steam ahead, man, towards the Super Bowl. I'm going to be doing uh, deep dives on all the major props. I'm doing videos for quarterbacks receiving and uh, running backs. Uh, we're going to have a big show the Friday before the game, uh, you know, analyzing everything guys from the game to of course, the national anthem, which we're all looking forward to. I don't know if they announced who's singing yet, but the over under time on that's always fun to handicap uh, outside of the game itself. I think that is the most interesting thing to bet on. So yeah, you can just find everything on my Twitter. Everything gets dumped there. JTFOZ. So check me out there. Boom. That's a podcast. Uh, this is Unreasonable Odds. We will be, this will be our only show for this week on Unreasonable Odds. Um, but Super Bowl week, we'll be coming back at you with two podcasts. As we mentioned, we'll have Johnny Avello again, a lot more information from behind the book at DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, and we will have some, some guests to throw your way. So uh, stay tuned and we'll talk to you guys next week.